0: You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendous. I am a fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus and your host of the Locked on Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams welcome to your tuesday episode of the locked on rams podcast this is your second episode of this nfl draft week i'm feeling a little bit extra juiced this week it's finally the nfl draft time just in case you guys don't know the draft day one does kick off on thursday then we go into day two on friday which is the second and third rounds finishing off on saturday with rounds four five six and seven and then the undrafted free agents start to fly in right after that so Going to be a very fun weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Going to be very eventful, so make sure to keep checking back in with us here every single day throughout the rest of the week, as well as going into next week. We're going to cover everything you guys need to know about the Rams, the draft, players that they may take, prediction type of stuff, players that they do ultimately take. We're going to break those guys down in depth and so forth, but I want to dedicate today's episode to to something very, very fun, something I've looked at and worked on for quite a while. I think we're finally going to take our shot here and look at the positions that I think the Rams are going to address or need to address in the first segment. The second segment, we're going to kind of share our predictive draft board, some of the names that I think they could ultimately be looking at, and some of the guys that they could ultimately draft. And then in the final segment, our final predictive mock draft, I'm going to share that and then we can kind of compare going into next week how things ultimately shake out. It's obviously a guessing game. It's going to be super hard to guess what a team might be interested in taking, the positions they may be looking at, but it's fun. You know, I think it's never going to be an exact science just looking back at how Les Snead has drafted, how the Rams have drafted what the team currently has, some roster holes, things like that. We can sort of deduce just based off of that stuff, as well as the pre-draft meetings, certain players that they may be interested in. And that's why we're going to look first at the positions that I think they are going to look to address in this draft. Now, they obviously do not have a day one pick. So there's going to be no positions addressed on day one. And I kind of want to break it down in terms of the tiers or positions that I think they could address in certain positions in the draft. So day two, we mentioned it a few minutes ago. Day two consists of the second and third round of the draft. And the positions that I think they're going to really look at throughout these two rounds of the draft obviously, they have three picks the 57th overall, the 88th overall, and the 103rd overall picks on day two. I think they're going to look at the cornerback position. We know they are very interested in drafting a cornerback. They've had maybe six, seven, eight names that they've had pre draft meetings with at that cornerback position. So, Clearly a position that they're very much looking at. Maybe some high-end names, some mid-round guys, maybe even some day three guys. But it's very evident to me that cornerback is going to be one of the areas that they're for sure going to add one, if not two names. I definitely think there is the possibility that they double dip at that spot. Another position, a little bit low key, but I think is on the table for the Rams on day two is offensive tackle. Now, obviously they don't need an offensive tackle right out of the gate. They have Andrew Whitworth at left tackle. They have Rob Havenstein at right tackle, and they kind of have their third tackle slash swing tackle in Joe Nopum who started like six or seven games for Andrew Whitworth last year and actually played pretty decently. So, so the tackle that they may be interested in drafting, this guy may not have to play for a year, two years, however many years. So could be someone along that developmental kind of line, as opposed to a Plug and play day one starter. And I do think offensive tackle is on the board at this spot. Maybe not necessarily a priority, but I definitely think it's a possibility. Another position along those lines is defensive tackle. They did trade away Michael Brockers, obviously. And defensive tackle is not a huge need, but wouldn't be shocked if the Rams do draft somebody who's a bit higher on the board in terms of the defensive tackle position. I'm not going to guarantee this one. I don't feel amazing about that prediction, but wouldn't shock me in the least. And the last position that I think they're very much going to look at taking on day two is the edge rusher position. Obviously, that's a very premium position. So a lot of the big names are going to go in the first round and prior to that 57th overall pick. But I do think the Rams have a couple of guys in mind, as well as maybe some guys that could drop or are left over that they would be very happy to take at 57 or maybe even at 88 The edge class is not that great after the first round, guys. So they're going to thin out very quickly. And if they want to add another body to that position across guys like Leonard Floyd, I think they're going to have to do it relatively early. Moving on to the day three picks, I think the positions that they're going to address here, once again, cornerback, I think for sure they're going to draft at least one cornerback, probably. And I think likely they may have to take two. Seems like they're going to grab a guy who can start at nickel where Troy Hill obviously leaves that hole there. But not only that, I think you're sort of planning to just keep hammering that position in the event that Darius Williams isn't locked up to a nice long-term extension next year. I think that's something very possible for the Rams here. Moving on from that, I think a day three, very late, maybe sixth or seventh round inside linebacker is pretty much a guarantee at this spot. A lot of the linebackers that they've looked at, which haven't been many, I think three, maybe four guys are all day three types, are all sixth, maybe seventh rounders, maybe even guys that don't get drafted. So I don't think they're going to be all that interested in grabbing someone very early. Could be wrong on that, but there's really no indication that they value that position a ton. And obviously with just looking at the meetings that they have had, not a lot of guys that they expect to go in the top 60, top 100 picks. So I expect that position to be addressed late. The last two positions, and one of which we already covered on day two, I think edge rusher, once again, is definitely a firm possibility on day three. Probably a developmental style of guy, someone who's not going to play all that much, and really just a camp body. I think if you're waiting for you know the sixth round, the seventh round, the fifth round for an edge rusher, you're probably not going to get all that much out of that guy, unfortunately, just because of how valuable the position actually is. Now, the last position that I absolutely think the Rams are going to take one name at Could be as early as the third round, in my opinion. Probably more suited for that fourth round is wide receiver. I think for sure they're going to grab at least one wide receiver in this draft class. Probably seems a bit confusing to some people. Obviously, they have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, the now second-year player that they drafted early last year, paid Deshaun Jackson. I still think with how many wide receivers they have had and hosted for pre-draft meetings, as well as just the need to actually grab a guy that can double down for the special teams production I think it's pretty much a given at this point that the Rams are going to grab a wide receiver, someone who can double down as that return man right out of the gate and potentially take over that vertical style of threat for Deshaun Jackson in a year when his contract expires. And I do think that that's going to be one of the positions we have to look at in the next segment. We're going to dive into the predictive draft board that I put together, some of the names that I ultimately think the Rams could draft in this draft class and guys that we absolutely need to look out for that are of importance for the Rams going into Thursday's draft while we've got you make sure to come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams you can find me at QB's MEP and you can find the page at locked on Rams baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online this week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the triple crown begins this weekend Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That's betonline.ag. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft, April 29th through May 1st. Welcome back to the second segment of this Tuesday episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. I talked about it prior to the break, and I want to spend this segment taking a look at some of the actual names that I think the Rams could ultimately draft going into this draft class. Some of the names I think are a little bit more intriguing than others. Certain guys that I think just fit the mold of what the Rams like on certain sides of the ball, maybe positions that they need, obviously just kind of putting two and two together here, looking at how they've hosted these pre-draft meetings, all that kind of stuff. I think we could take our shot here, throw a few darts at the dartboard, see what we come away with, see what kind of guys we may nail, maybe none. It's pretty damn hard to do this, I'm gonna say that, but I have taken a look at just certain guys' films, obviously the positions of need, how they've drafted in the past, all that kind of stuff, and accumulated some names that I think we have to look out for in this draft class, and I've kind of thrown a few together, some in the earlier rounds, some in the middle rounds, some in the later rounds, and I guess we may as well just get right to it. I think the very beginning, we have to look at some names like Washington edge Rusher, Joe Tryon, cornerback Asante Samuel Jr. from FSU, and offensive tackle Walker Little from Stanford. These are probably the three premier names, as well as Washington safety Elijah Molden that I would certainly look out for that the Rams could draft relatively early in addition to Wisconsin Whitewater offensive lineman Quinn Miners. I don't think all of them are going to be available, and that's kind of the hard part is just deciphering who may actually drop. I think there's a good chance that Joe Tryon is going to be gone. Might be a borderline first-round pick at this point. That's kind of what it sounds like according to some media members like Benjamin Albright, which is very unfortunate because I think Tryon would be an absolutely amazing addition for the Rams here. I think that he would just be a home run pick, but probably not likely he lasts. Now, you look at Asante Samuel Jr. They met with him twice. They did meet with Joe Tryon as well. Probably not going to be available either. I'm expecting Samuel to go in that 35 to 40 range somewhere on the top of day two. In that very early round two, which is again, unfortunate because I think he's a tremendous player would profile perfectly for the Rams in that nickel spot, a little bit smaller in stature, but it doesn't matter when you're playing inside. And I think he would fit that zone defense so well, but again, just unfortunate, not likely to be available. Moving on to some of the other names, like I mentioned, Elijah Molden, another safety slash cornerback slash nickel guy that could be available for the Rams. I think this is a legitimate possibility that Molden could be available at this spot for the Rams. The reason I don't love this pick, I think it's just kind of boring in terms of, you know, I know he's a good player. Don't know if he's a better safety or nickel at the next spot. think he could do a little bit of both kind of like that Lamarcus Joyner versatility, but at the same time, just doesn't really hit a big position of need, as well as a position that's very valuable, unless he's going to play nickel 100% of the time. And ultimately, you know, I think they could go elsewhere, but definitely think he's a name to look out for. They met with him pre-draft. He does have that versatility, like we talked about. They do like to have that on the back end in the secondary, and ultimately he is a very good player too. So it's not like that would be a terrible pick. Now, the last name that I mentioned was Quinn Miners. And like some of the other names, the Rams have met with him pre-draft twice, actually. He was at the Senior Bowl. Another reason for the Rams to be intrigued, they love Senior Bowl guys. And they do need a center, too. So that kind of feels like a shoe and fit. Now, I would probably go elsewhere again, but I do think that he is a guy that the Rams would absolutely love at 57. Now, if they don't have any of the guys that they really like at this spot Wouldn't be shocked one bit if the Rams do decide to try and trade back and collect as many top 100 picks as they can. That's a thing that general manager Les Snead has talked about many times. Having as many chances as you can at these draft classes is always important. That's something that he very much values. So it makes sense that, you know, if they don't have anyone that they love necessarily to move back, grab a few more picks and take more shots on guys in the middle round. Now, talking about the middle round, it's fair to now move into rounds three, specifically four, five, six, maybe even seven. It's going to be obviously very hard to peg who they might like at these spots. But, you know, just based off of looking at their pre-draft meeting list, some of the guys that I think could fit for various reasons. I like Drew Dahlman as a potential center option there. The former Stanford player obviously has the connection to Kevin Carberry, the offensive line coach for the Rams now, who was the former offensive line coach for the Stanford Cardinals. So that one feels like a shoe-in. I talked about Walker Little as well. That same connection on the offensive line at Stanford. I think Anthony Schwartz, the wide receiver out of Auburn, the speedster, the Rams have met with him a couple times. I think this one is almost like a certainty that the Rams get their hands on this guy. You know, I think they want a specific type of receiver, a guy that can work vertical, as well as chip it on these special teams. Now, you look at Les Needs' affinity for drafting guys from Auburn. I believe he went there. He's from that South He always grabs a guy from Auburn. It feels like back in the day, you've seen Greg Robinson, the Trey Masons, Blake Countess, all these different names that came from Auburn. Somehow he's always getting their hands on these guys. And like we mentioned, Schwartz is an Auburn guy. So, you know, it's kind of simple to put that together. But at the same time, probably has better and closer ties to watching those guys at Auburn. So I definitely think he's highly intrigued by someone like that. I'm absolutely keeping my eyes all over Anthony Schwartz for the Rams. As early as round three, Probably in that round four sweet spot. I think that's where he goes. Wouldn't be shocked at all if they do end up trading back from one of those earlier picks and spending one of those new picks that they could get in the event of a trade back on Anthony Schwartz. Now, he's not the last guy. There are some other guys that I think are potential options for the Rams here. We're looking at cornerback Thomas Graham Jr. from Oregon. I think the Rams are very intrigued in a guy like that. There are some other cornerbacks as well that I would not be shocked at all to see the Rams try and spend some draft capital on a guy that I very much like is take Gowan from UCF, but there are a couple of names. It's hard to obviously peg exactly what the Rams want out of that cornerback spot. So definitely think cornerback is a very firm and legit possibility at this spot. Look at some of the other names. I talked about linebacker inside linebacker at this spot, likely to be a day three guy. I would love Tony Fields II from West Virginia. I think he would be a great pick, but I'm looking at Isaiah McDuffie here, as well as Grant Stewart. I think those are two very legitimate names that the Rams could draft, as well as wide receiver slash tight end Jacob Harris from UCF, a guy that has all the physical athleticism type of stuff, 6'5", runs a 4'4", four, 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 type of thing, crazy three-cone, all that stuff, but had pretty much no production going back to his college days needs to learn a lot about the receiver or tight end position, depending on where he actually goes and transitions to in the NFL. So it could be a late day three type of project style of player. But I think just looking at this draft board, we feel pretty good about some of the names that I've listed. And ultimately, I'm going to use some of these names as well as the pre-draft meeting names and just guys that I like in general for the predictive mock draft going into the last segment. We're going to share exactly what I think might happen for the Rams. Going into this draft class, we're going to see if we can nail any of the picks or any of the players and actually have a fun segment to see just how close I can possibly get to getting in the brain of less need. And while we've got you, make sure to keep checking back every day at the Locked On Rams podcast. We're going to continue our pre-draft coverage for the Rams all week long. Folks, are you having any car troubles? Do you ever go outside to find your car tires flat or your car won't start? Well, you should absolutely check out rockauto.com for your service needs. Rock Auto is a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You heard me correctly. I said 20 years. We know there is no time better than right now to support family-owned businesses with this strange COVID-related world that we're living in. So we got to try and do that as best as we can. And I promise you, if you're a person that likes to do things yourself or you're a professional and you're just looking for the best reliably low prices, you should absolutely check out Rock Auto. All you have to do is just go to their website and check out all of their available parts. It's a never-ending list, and if your car needs it, there's a good chance that they have it. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us so they know that we sent you. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, NFL Draft Week is officially here and the Ravens might shake everything up. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app, or wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment of this Tuesday episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. I am your host, Sosa Cremenges. as you guys know. I appreciate you for making it this far into the episode, and this is going to be a fun segment here. I talked about it prior to the break. I'm going to actually take my shot here to design a predictive mock draft for the Rams. Now, I would include trades, but it's just so hard to predict What is going to happen when you start to toss in all these trade possibilities, how many picks they may come away with makes it so much more difficult. So I'm just going to stick with the haul that they have now, but I will say, and I will preface this draft with saying there is pretty much like a 95% chance that I would give it that the Rams do trade at some point. I don't know how many picks they're going to come away with. They currently have six. They may have seven by the time it's all said and done, maybe eight. I don't know. Probably going to be more than six is my guess. But we're going to stick with the six that they have now allotted where they are going to just kind of try and pick some names that I think they could look at. And ultimately, it's going to be a fun exercise here. So we may as well just dive into it with the second round, the 57th overall pick. I'm going to give the Rams cornerback slash safety Elijah Molden from Washington. I want to go with someone else here, but just don't think some of the names that they want are going to be available here. Wouldn't be shocked to see Asante Samuel off the board, Quinn Miners, as well as Joe Tryon. Those are the other names that I think they really like at this spot. So I'll go with Elijah Molden. Gives that versatility to be able to play safety as well as cornerback. Could play that nickel spot from day one. A very good player, very impact, very safe style of player. They obviously have a little bit of history with drafting guys. From Washington. They have taken Taylor Rapp here from recent times. And Taylor Rapp has been pretty solid for them, as well as some other guys like Greg Gaines. So it's clear that the Rams, I think, value what a lot of these guys bring to the NFL. And Elijah Molden has that versatility, can line up at safety for you, can line up at corner. So I'm gonna go with Elijah Molden at this spot. And moving into round three at number eighty eight overall, this was a tough one. I'm gonna go with Drew Dahlman, the center from Stanford. I talked about him in the last segment. Just think there's a very strong possibility that the Rams obviously need to find a starting center in this draft. They don't really have anyone since Austin Blythe walked in free agency. So that's going to kind of make things a little bit tougher for them and kind of put them between a rock and a hard place, so to speak. Dolman has that zone blocking capability. I think Kevin Carberry is obviously going to have a very legitimate possibility of the relationship there and having a strong say in who the Rams get. So I think they're going to address that center spot at some point. Probably a little bit earlier than later. And ultimately, I think Drew Dahlman makes a lot of sense for the Rams here if they can't get Quinn Miners earlier. And I expect Miners to probably be off the board. So I'm going to go with Dalman at this spot. At 103rd overall in the third round, I'm going to give the Rams cornerback Thomas Graham Jr. from Oregon. Kind of weird to double dip at that cornerback spot. I guess Molden gives you the possibility of playing at safety or cornerback. Thomas Graham, on the other hand, I think he's a very solid cornerback prospect. Haven't gotten a personally deep dive into him, but he was at the senior bowl. I think that's going to be very intriguing for the Rams. Did have a pre-draft meeting with them as well. On top of actually just being one of the best performers among those cornerbacks at the senior bowl. So I think that there's a good possibility that he stood out there. I think they're going to value a guy like that. And I did mention in the first segment that I do believe that the Rams are going to double dip at that cornerback spot. In my opinion, the most likely position that's going to be double dipped is... Is cornerback, so I'm going to go with that spot, get it out of the way early. I think these are two names that they're going to be very intrigued in in Molden as well as Graham. Moving on to number 141 overall, and you know, I had to put him here. I talked about him just a few minutes ago. Wide receiver Anthony Schwartz from Auburn. Like I mentioned, that Auburn tie is obviously present. I think Schwartz is a guy that they very much value. I think they want that kind of skill set. He can sit behind Deshaun Jackson for a year, learn and develop how to be legitimate vertical weapon and deep threat in the NFL could probably play some special teams for you, return kicks, return punts. And he was very good at working vertical at Auburn. Now doesn't really offer all that much else, but he does have some decent size. He's like six foot, maybe 195. He's not very small. He does have that insane 4-2 type of speed as well. Talked about the Auburn connection. I think this one makes a lot of sense. I think the Rams are very much so gonna value a guy like Schwartz. And that's why I have them taking him here he might be drafted prior to this. I don't know for sure, but I think that if he is still available at this spot, they're going to happily take him, and I'm ultimately bracing for them to get Anthony Schwartz at some point in this draft. Moving on to the sixth round pick at number 209 overall, I'm going to go with edge rusher Charles Snowden at this spot. I think this is a guy that the Rams could value. They obviously had a pre-draft meeting with him and. Mind you, this is hard to guess at this point. I mean, it's really anyone's guess this late. And obviously, if they do address an edge rusher earlier, then probably won't go double dipping in this spot. But I think that, you know, if they can't get a guy very early, they're likely to probably wait. Some of the names that they've looked at are either very early guys like Joe Tryon or guys on day three, guys like Snowden, like I just mentioned, as well as Chauncey Golston, guys that they've had pre-draft meetings with. So I do think that ultimately they could end up waiting on this spot snowden is a guy that's massive he has a huge build has probably some versatility to kick inside play a little bit inside play on the edge and ultimately if you want a guy at this spot that can bring a little bit of juice i think snowden would be a fun interesting pick at this spot and that does take us to our final pick at number 252 overall in the seventh round i'm going to finally go with a linebacker i'm going to give the rams isaiah mcduffie And I am just kind of guessing on this one. I did talk about how I do think they're going to wait on a linebacker, an off-ball linebacker. And I'm just basically basing this off of their pre-draft meetings. They haven't really met with anyone all that early. Don't think they're going to value the position like fans think they should. And so they're probably just looking for a depth piece at this point. Someone along that Clay Johnston mold, you know, someone that can come in and play some special teams for you. Going to run down the field with all they've got and just really be a depth piece because I think they feel good about Traven Howard, Micah Kaiser, Kenny Young, Troy Reeder, all these different names that they've rotated at that linebacker spot, all guys that they've trusted at various points throughout their careers, and ultimately, they were still the number one ranked defense last year with subpar linebackers. So clearly not a position that, that they probably think they need and that's going to be my predictive mock draft for the rams going into this draft It's going to be fun to see what they ultimately come away with on thursday Like I mentioned, I do think they're going to trade could come away with more picks than expected But that just makes it way harder and much more muddy to try and guess so we're going to stick with what they had That's what I came away with. We'll see if I nail any of the names I feel pretty decent about it going into this draft. I think we might be able to nail maybe one, maybe two picks if I'm lucky. We'll see. It's always hard to say. And it always seems much easier when you're doing it prior to the draft than when the cards actually get dealt. Things are fast in that draft room, in the draft, in the war rooms. I mean, what you think you know, you can throw that out the window really quick because guys get drafted in surprising places all the time. So, going to be a very, very fun draft to actually cover. And I can't wait for it. It's going to be fun to see. Looking back, you know, at next week how we did in this exercise if we actually nailed any names that's going to be interesting but that is all we got for you guys on this episode as always i appreciate you for tuning into another episode at the locked on rams podcast make sure to check back for tomorrow's episode when my guy brad Moder hops on we're going to continue our pre-draft coverage get his opinion on these angles and make sure to keep checking back throughout the rest of the week we're going to continue our pre-draft coverage all week long just a reminder you can come connect with us on twitter at QB's MEP and at LockedOnRams. Please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.